Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Noble Father Podcast. You guys are going to hear a little bit of noises in the back because my children are actually home today. Um, It's been a kind of a weird... uh, season I guess you could say um, you know start out school in September and that's uh, a late start for you Americans listening to this but um, it's uh, we're we've always been like this September 6th is usually the first day of school for us but this year has been weird because like my children already have like professional development days and what that means it's we call it pro D day essentially it's for the teachers to I guess you know talk about the curriculum or whatever it is, it's called professional development for a reason. And and so usually on those days, kids don't go to school. But we also had the, you know, the Queen's funeral. And so we had a holiday from that day. We also have a new holiday called Truth and Reconciliation Day, which is uh, to commemorate and remember those children who died in the residential schools. Um, you know, there was a bunch of schools in uh, residential schools here in Canada that had uh, what they later on found was mass graves of little children. Uh, and that's a, and that's a really, really touchy topic to talk about because, um, yeah, you know, the residential schools and, um, most of them were kind of Christian. And so, um, you know, a lot of broken families, uh, as a result of that. So definitely good to have a, a day to remember and to, uh, think about, um, how far we've come as a civilization and to remember that, um, you know, we're not perfect and make a lot of mistakes and things that we think are good and with good intentions, um, can, can do so, so much harm. And what's sad is that it's worse because it's to children. Um, so anyways, my children are having a lot of day offs and today's their, you know, second pro day of the year. And then next week is going to be Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving. So they're going to be home a lot. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a noisy one, maybe perhaps you might hear them downstairs playing Lego. Um, and, uh, so yeah, you know, today, this week I've, I've really been chewing on something. It's kind of interesting as I go through my weeks, it's, uh, there's a lot of things that happen and there's like congruence. There's things that, you know, kind of coincide and, you know, that it's for me as a spiritual person and somebody that believes in God, you know, I, I don't believe in coincidence. I think that there's a, a reason he's placed these things on my heart and for me to share right now with you guys on the podcast. Um, this particular topic uh, this week that has come up a lot is direction, you know, like where where you are heading uh, in life and and also like what are you what are you ultimately working towards? And so, you know, maybe I should start with talking about how these things came up for me this week. Uh, so so this week, you know, I've I've been kind of working on a, a few things, you know, on my business. Obviously, you know that I'm an entrepreneur and um 
you know, having invested into uh, my own personal development through BJJ, uh, investing my kids' development through their, you know, my daughter's gymnastics and my son's BJJ journey. Um, these things all cost money. And so it required me to kind of get out of my um, comfort zone and definitely start to pick up stuff. You know, I can't just keep going like this. And so I had to go find work. And so got into Upwork and started to find contracting work and, and uh, you know, doing those kind of things. Uh, you know, found a, found a good um, partnership right now with uh, somebody who's, you know, working to improve themselves. And uh, so, you know, it, it's, it, it sets a direction, right? What do I want to go, right? I want to um, be financially abundant. I want to make my own uh, way. You know, I want to, I want to supply and, and and provide for my family. And so it required me to get out of my comfort zone to do that. Um, so there's that, you know, what else happened? You know, church, uh, my pastor was talking about um, being consecrated and consecrated means kind of like set apart. And, and, you know, in talking about that, it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> my mind goes to the place of like, are you the main character? Or are you the non-playable character? You know, the main character being the one that, you know, undergoes the hero's journey. He, you know, goes through uh, difficulties and, you know, he knows where he's got to go. It's kind of like, you know, Frodo and he's got to get the ring to Mount Doom and he's got to, you know, destroy the ring. That's kind of his direction and everything he's doing is is working towards that end. Um you know, as a person that likes to work with people and, and maximize people's potential and get them to think about these things from the inside out, you know, I, I, I feel invested, you know, I feel motivated, and I feel inspired to do that. And that is my direction in life is that I'm chasing and pursuing these things to, um, you know, to help others maximize themselves too. Because, you know, man, I've been, a, I'm in a really great place when I, um, when I do an audit of, of this journey that I've undertaken. So I started the coaching journey uh, maybe February of last year. So it has been, let me see, one year and eight months, almost two years that I've undergone this journey. I might be wrong on the math there, um, you know. And and since that time, you know, I've I've always not wanted to be this hypocritical coach where, you know, I tell people, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people nowadays think of coaching as, oh, you're just kind of giving people advice and you can sit at home, you know, in the comfort of your, your pajamas and, you know, just coach people and give people advice on what to do in their lives. And, um, you know, and, and that's it. <laughs> I learned that very early on is that that is not coaching. Um, if, if there are people that do that, uh, and they're not willing to swallow their own medicine, they're only going to go so deep with people. And, and actually it's those kind of coaches that end up creating, um, bad results for their clients. They don't deliver, they ghost, and then they leave. And I've heard this from people before, and it kind of leaves a sour taste in people's mouth, um, you know, with the industry and stuff. And, and, you know, there's really nothing I can do about that besides, you know, swallow my own medicine, you know, walk the walk in my own life. And, and so that I can talk the talk. Um, and so I'm always deepening myself and, you know, I'm not justifying myself to you here. I'm just kind of giving you the lay of my land, just like of how I've been trying to live, um, the last year and, and six, eight months here. Um, and, and, you know, my development has been one where, um, I've always tried to, 
uh, do it from the inside out, right? Everything that I try to help people with, um, I am doing it first in my own life. Um, you know, even when it comes to like time with my family, right? Like I can't tell fathers to be more present if I'm not present myself. And, you know, how I use my time is also important, right? Um, I can't tell fathers to um, make the right choices or, you know, make the difficult choices if I don't make those difficult choices myself. And um, so, you know, I've had to put my money where my mouth is multiple occasions, you know, investing in myself and, um, you know, instead of working on the business to use that time in other areas. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a really rewarding journey and I have a direction, right? I want to build this father community to the point where um, it sustains me. It sustains other fathers, um, you know, with the ultimate goal of having retreats one day for fathers to come together with their children, to build memories together, to deepen their relationships with themselves and with their children um, and have their children see an example of what fatherhood looks like through their father, not just what the words their dad tells them, but also for them to see them without um, words being told them, you know, uh, to walk the walk, I guess you can say. Um, you know, there's that popular saying of do as I say, not as I do, right? And um, I want fathers to live genuinely from the inside out um, as a good example to their children because, you know, that leaves a legacy. And I've done the mental gymnastics on this stuff. It's like, you know, either you do it to the best of your ability and you live the example, not just because they're watching, but because it's the right thing to do as a man and as a father to, but also to, you know, but also like if you're not going to do it, like do it so bad that they realize what not to be. Um, you know, uh, popular, um, not a popular, the, the phrase from dark Knight where he's like, you either, you know, play the bad, uh, play the good guy or you die a villain. Um, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. Anyways, I need to find and dig it up and, and then, and, and say that again, because it's like, you either are the good guy or you do the bad guy so bad that everybody knows that you're, you know, not what the example not to be, to be anyways, I'm butchering that. Uh, that might be a bit of a mental thing to to understand what I just said there, but like this notion of direction, um, and this really came up in the conversation and the in the in the sermon that my my pastor was giving. I was thinking in my head, I was like, you know, where are you going? Like, what do you? What is what is your current heading? Like, what is your where is your direction? And this this also reminds me of the intention episode that we were talking about, right? Uh, we're talking about like deviations of direction and and if you're setting the intention of going to one place or you don't set an intention for going to one place then you know you're just going to end up wandering um you know when i think about this you know for a lot of the fathers that are in my group uh they they're going through a lot of stuff and it's kind of this like muck and mire situation where there there's really no uh, solution. There's really no uh, way out, it seems, for some of those things. Um, but even then, we still need to have a direction. We still need to know where we're going because without it, we're just going to be floundering. Um, you know, and 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 the, the thing of whenever I think about direction is that even though if we don't have the solution and we don't have the um, you know resolution to what we're currently facing, is that it shouldn't change the desire and the want for us to uh, grow as individuals we all have we all should have this ideal version of ourselves that we want to become 
So I always use myself as an example. I'll never throw anybody else under the bus for these things is, you know, whenever I was, um, you know, made the transition to coaching, I, I learned a lot about myself. I realized that I wasn't sold on myself. There was a lot of identity um, crises within me. I was bearing a lot of identity that wasn't mine and it didn't belong to me but I had set in stone and said about myself um, and where I believed about what others have said about me um, and, and and those were no longer serving me and so I had to go back into my own being I had to start shining a light in those areas and um, bring those to light I needed to resolve them I needed to reconcile those things within myself um, and, and and if I hadn't done that I don't know if I would be able to see the direction for I wouldn't be able to see where I was going to go or where I wanted to go in life um, and it was only because excuse me that I underwent that journey that I was able to 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 interestingly enough the direction revealed itself as I started to reveal the um those parts about myself i learned about coaching i learned about um you know my desires i learned about my purpose i learned about the audience that i really wanted to speak about and and i was passionate about you know obviously these are some of the things that god has given me um in my own personal de de development and discovery he revealed it to me that um you know i I feel so moved and called to, to, to serve in that. And so, you know, from that day on, I've been really invested in my own development, investing in myself, putting the time into it to really move forward in that direction. Honestly speaking, you know, when I think about it back in the day, I really didn't know what that looked like, right? I just knew that I had to do the uncomfortable thing, that the habits that I currently have weren't serving me and they weren't going to get me to that ideal version of myself. Um, and so it, it required me to um, really just buck up and do and just do things, try things. Um, and, and, you know, the first year was pretty difficult. You know, it was um, it was complicated. Uh, there's a lot of things that I had to adjust to. Um, I had to sell myself on myself. Um, I couldn't I wasn't really able to sell myself, uh, you know, sell coaching to other people without um, being sold on myself. So there was a lot of this personal development stuff that was going on. Um, but then, you know, after the year uh, started out this month, uh, this year, this year um, was um, a really profound one uh, for one, maybe because I set the intention going into it um, that it was going to be my tiger year. Um, and culturally, that's a big deal for me. Um, turning thirty six this turn thirty six this year, and you know, going into it, I was like, okay, this is going to be my cultural year. This is where I really shine, and I really have to make a big, you know, make make it a big thing. Yeah, I felt like I was ready to undergo that journey, and and any any idea that I was getting into my mind, I was really wanting to just put it out there and throw it out there. Uh, so early on this year, I caught COVID and. Um, you know, I was out of commission for a little bit and I, I wasn't really as, as present to my business as I should have been, but I'd gotten to the head that I wanted to write a book. And so, you know, that set the direction. I was like, I wanted to write a book. I didn't care if it was long or short. I just wanted to put my fingers on the keyboard and start typing. And so I took two days and I spent that time and I, um, man, I wrote the book in two days, uh, did the mock-ups and everything for it. Um, it was... It was an amazing lesson to see that I was able to 
um, you know, put this whole project together within a two-day span. Now, to give you a, a bit of context, you know, whenever I lacked direction, it was very easy for me to build things and create things and, you know, try to implement and take action on, on ideas that I had. But I always end up in this place where I doubt myself and feel the imposter syndrome and put myself down and tell myself that I couldn't do it, right? This was before I had my true identity, right? That I, um, you know, put, put those, put, you know, stop, once I stopped believing those things, then I, you know, was able to move forward and was able to release the book in in, in two days. It was crazy. Um, you know, previously it would just be like, I'd, I'd work on these things, pour in hours, devote my time to it. I'm giving it my 100%, but just whenever I get to the point where it's time to move forward and release it, I don't. And so I have, you know, a bunch of stuff, bunch of funnels, bunch of systems that I set up that never, um, you know, came to fruition. And, you know, that was large largely in part due to this lack of direction and when i think back to it it's like what was i what was i aiming towards you know i think if you were to ask me back then and i was being truthful and honest with you i would probably say that i was looking to to build some kind of financial empire right some kind of financial ideal and you know the thing about those kind of motivational uh pursuits and those kind of goals is that they fizzle out really quickly um, and, you know, doesn't produce sustaining and last long lasting, um, results. Right. And that's why you hear the thing, the, the premise of, and if you help others and you continue to pour value, the money is eventually going to come. And that was really a lesson for me. I think that, you know, I was not coming to life in what I was doing. Now, if we go back even further, I can give you further examples. When I used to do security, I would sleep inside the car. Like I just, you know, nobody was nobody was holding me accountable nobody was nobody knew where i was or what i was doing and and i just you know i i took a really lazy approach to life i really had no direction um and so you know you know in your own life you know i want you to think about it it's like where are you going are you building towards the ideal person that you want to be uh, are the habits and the the things that you're doing in life are they are they helping you to build that dream are they helping you to become that person that you're looking to become because these are important questions right we always have to have a direction i don't care how difficult your life may be right now the situations and circumstances that you're going through right now because ultimately every single person gets to decide um you know how to interpret that situation. I, I read something from a friend. Uh, her name is Olivia. She said, and she posted on her story that she was meditating on this, like the, the, these words. It says, pain is mandatory. Suffering is optional. Pain is mandatory. Suffering is optional. So like, we, we can choose to, you know, we, obviously we can't choose like, okay, so I, I, you guys know that I messed up my rib. I messed up my rib uh, visiting a local gym in, in Texas while I was down there for the bank for the banquet fundraiser. Um, and I had a guy who drove his knee down and, and, and cracked one of my ribs. You know, I feel the pain, right? I, I, I feel the pain. It's, 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 a, it's a non-negotiable. It's something that I can't not feel. Um, but then when I think about it, suffering is optional. So in that situation, yeah, it's optional. 
because it's interestingly because whenever I I, bro- I cracked it I was like got home and I was thinking about it, I was gonna sleep on it and I was just like, I couldn't get the the thought of continuing to do BJJ out of my head it's like I didn't care that I was hurt you know I I made suffering optional I decided that it wasn't gonna slow me down and that I was gonna keep doing what I was gonna do you know it's so easy I would have in the past you know even in elementary school I remember going to the nurse's office and like the littlest thing would you know I just want to use the littlest things to get out of class right I was purposely suffering through those you know through the pain and making it a big deal and um you know that that's that's just kind of maybe it was just me growing up I was a bit of a wimp growing up obviously um and um but like you know now that i'm at this place it's like no i don't want it to slow me down i don't want it to be a big deal i'm going to make the best out of this right i i chose to invest and i'm going to move forward with it and so you know i'd set the direction and i knew where i'm going to go and that's where i'm going to go and so um you know for yourself is to really think about yourself and as a being because you know you have all the answers within you if you don't know who you are yourself fully and you don't embody yourself is that you're going to be distracted and taken away by so many shiny objects and i'm saying this from experience because i did it in my own life thought i'd make a good entrepreneur just open myself up to different opportunities oh so internet's not going anywhere maybe i should do something involving the internet okay and then it was oh like i'm good with I'm good with technology. Let's do something with that. And so, you know, I started the digital marketing um, agency and it really didn't make me come to life. I really didn't enjoy it. And I did it to the point where it was starting to, I was starting to self-sabotage myself. I just didn't enjoy it. I was not coming to life doing it. And so, you know, why would I, why would I pour my 100% effort into it? Right. Um, And multiple shiny objects along the way have, have come up. Um, you know, I had the software as a service play come up. I had e-commerce come up and it was just like chasing different things and different variations of digital marketing and, you know, from lead generation to paid ads to, you know, uh, software as a service play. Like there's just a whole bunch of everything, you know, you just, you just don't know who you want to be. You don't know the direction you want to go. And so whenever you see, like, just picture a fisherman, right? He's on a boat. And he tells himself, oh, I'm going to fish for, let's just say salmon today. I don't know why he'd be on a boat. But anyway, you know, he's fishing for salmon. Suddenly he sees a bigger boat, pulls his fishing lure back in and changes the bait or whatever, the hook. And he throws another one because there's a bigger fish. Um, You know, let's just say a sturgeon, you know, throws his bait in there. And then suddenly he sees a marlin, right? And then he pulls his bait out and, you know, changes his rod and, you know, Whenever you lack that direction and, and know what you're looking for, you're you're not going to get the result that you're looking for. You're constantly readjusting, and ultimately that was me. I was constantly readjusting, and I was never invested, never fully invested, and that took a lot of time. So if you think about it in our own personal development, if you lack life, if you lack lack direction in life, you're wasting a ton of time and resources. Right. If I if I'm transitioning constantly, I am readjusting myself and my business to some other direction. You're you know, you're investing in your in money into, you know, starting up the business, uh, this new transition, this new direction. You've wasted time, you've wasted energy, you've wasted resources. And 
you know, when I look back on my journey, man, it would have been good to have a conversation with somebody like me to understand myself fully. It doesn't even matter if you want to do entrepreneurship because the thing about transformational coaching is that you have all the answers. That is the number one premise of coaching, of transformational coaching, is that you have all the answers. And my job really is just to be there to facilitate a space for you to understand yourself deeper. And it's interesting because that's what the meetup is all about. It's really just for you to show up, be yourself. Who do you want to become? What do you need to get off your chest? As a, as a coach, as a transformational coach, at the, the spaces that I hold for people, it's profound how much growth can be had from just being able to talk about yourself. So I, I, I merely sit there and I ask questions and I get them to think deeper on, on, on certain issues. We go deep with one issue. And I want you to think about that for your own life. Like, do you, are you able to? I know for a fact that I can't do that. Like whenever I have a concept in my head, it's really hard for me to drill down and continue going down until I hit bedrock of wow, okay, it's kind of like mental jujitsu. It's like we're going deep into into the being and finding out what's the root cause of this. You know, why are we talking about ourselves this way? Why are we saying these things? Why are we verbalizing it? Hmm, how come you frame it like that? Pain, why do you frame pain like that? Why are you letting suffering endure? Why are you choosing to let the pain slow you down? You know, these kind of questions. These open-ended questions, the what's and the how's. You know, what is this costing you? How is this impacting your relationship? Just deepening understanding of ourselves. We have it all. We have the question. We have the answers all within us. And that's why my journey ended up the way that it did, right? People, when I was selling my the software to coaches, they were all talking to me, telling me to do, you know, hey, they were cluing to me like, you should think about doing coaching. I think you have the skills and the abilities to to do it and to do it well. And I never thought, you know, I never thought about that way. But, you know, but I didn't even take it as kind of like, okay, that's gospel and I'm just going to do the transition. I took time to understand myself, to look at myself and to see if it was actually a good fit. And I ended up using a tool called Ikigai, which is like a reason for being apparently ikigai isn't really a japanese concept it's just a concept some guy made but it's really a um we're asking four different questions and these four questions if we can find the singular answer to answer all four then you have your reason for being and that is what you should perfect and so if you look at um i don't know if you're familiar with the movie or documentary jiro dreams of sushi it's this old guy in japan who has devoted his whole life to perfecting his craft of uh, making sushi and he has like a crazy wait list for his restaurant you know he charges um you know decent for what he does and he's perfected his craft so well that um he makes some of the best sushi in the world he's a michelin star chef um is that you'd find your reason for being and this would be the craft that you'd perfect to the end of end of your life and that is what coaching is to me so those four questions are what are you good at what do you love what can i be paid for and what does the world need so when i went to answer those four questions having understood myself once i discovered my own true identity from god I, I got really quiet with him and sat down with him, understanding him, understanding what he said about me, t- 
taking away all those things that he never said about me that others have given me or that I've given myself negatively that I've impacted all my results. When I took those things down and I destroyed it, not destroyed, when I gave it to, to, to God, he destroyed that list. And when I asked him what he called me, got noble, right? That was in trailer episode number one. So if you haven't heard that, go, go, go listen to that. And then I went to go answer, um, no, not sorry. Before I went to go answer those four questions, I also understood my strengths, right? Um, I think seven years prior, I had a uh, mentor walk me through Strengths Finder, and it's really just this, uh, an assessment to understand your strengths and your weaknesses, and and to align with your strengths. Um, because when you do, then you really come to life, right? If you if you um, you know, combine your talent and the amount of dedication you put into it. If you have a five in talent and you have a five in dedication, you can become unmatchable. Uh, like you just be unstoppable. And, you know, in that assessment, whenever we got done talking together, he said that, you know, based on what he saw about me, that I'd make a good counselor, a good coach. So whenever, you know, these coaches that were telling me, hey, you should totally be a coach. I was like, man, like, it's kind of interesting, right? Talking about coincidences that, um, I would circle back around to this uh, conversation. And so, you know, once I understood that about myself, I got my true identity. I was understanding my experiences. When I looked at my own experiences, I was thinking, hmm, like friends had always come to me and talk to me about their problems, like their relationships and things that were going on in their life of no, um, you know, of no decision of my own like these people are just coming to me always having conversations with random strangers and they just open themselves up like i just i i, I didn't i didn't know or understand why um that was happening like i wasn't like asking them prodding questions they would just open themselves up to me and then and I, I, you know to this day i'm still not sure you know what is that is that emotional intelligence or is that kind of some kind of vibe that i'm sending out there or or, or, you know, maybe I'm just meant to hold space for people and people get it right away and they just want to keep telling me more because I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with random people that are just like, they just open themselves up to me. So I want to answer those questions. What am I good at? Am I good at coaching? Yes. And yeah, do I love coaching? Do I love having those conversations? Do I love just sitting and just listening to people talk? Yes. You know, am I perfect? Am I okay not saying anything? Yes. You know, every part of my being, um, you know, loves the aspect of coaching. I, I, I love sitting there, uh, listening to people talk. And, you know, I, at an early age, I realized that I can finish people's sentences before they even finish based purely on their emotion and kind of the body language that are feet they're feeding me. Um, for context, when I was a, when I was in grade four, there was a teacher of mine that was reading a book that we, that we, you know, together as a class would sit down and he would read the book. And on multiple occasions, I was finishing sentences for him. Um, and uh, I, I remember winning a binder one time because I, because I was, because I did that because I finished, just kept finishing his sentences. I was so tuned into, to him and his energy. And, and as he's reading, I just, found myself finishing the sentences and this happens all the time with coaching uh clients too is that a lot of people are speaking and i just i already know what they're going to say and 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 can anticipate and just like really drive down the 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 point and and deepen their understanding um 
okay, so we've answered what I'm good at. You know, what do I love? Right? I love both. I love coaching and I'm good at coaching. And, um, you know, what does the world need? Does the world need more coaching? Does the world need more people to come alongside and support um, and help people to understand and deepen them, uh, themselves and their understanding of themselves? And, you know, accountability. Who doesn't need accountability? Um, and so coaching answers that. So we got three out of four. The last one is, can I be paid for it? You know, um, and paid coaching is the way to go. And I've done the mental gymnastics on that. When you offer something free, somebody ultimately pays for it. Maybe it's you, right? It's interesting, right? Because even just the fathers meetup, I've talked about this over and over again, is that it's a free group for fathers to show up. I've had, I've had a lot of people, a lot of fathers say that they're interested in the, in the meetup. And when a time comes to really commit and to devote time into it, they don't show up. There's just something about it. And they're just paying, they're paying the price. They're paying that. I'm not paying that. They're paying that. Um, and also for free coaching is like, can I coach for free? Absolutely. But without skin in the game, it's not going to be valuable to you. It's not going to be life changing for you. That's just how it is. And that's just how we're created to be. And so can I be paid for coaching? Absolutely. And I have been paid for coaching. And so, you know, once I know, once I knew that, once I learned that that was the, the there was a, um, you know, congruence and that that was my reason for being, I think I'm, you know, I, my life has like come to life. Like I'm, I'm impassioned now. Like I can't even tell you and explain to you this feeling like, and having felt that I want fathers to feel that because you know what? It doesn't only make me feel good, but it also reassures me that I'm showing my son the example of how life as a father and as a man is done because where else are they going to get that lesson from? They're not going to get that from anybody else. And if they are, you got to be at home more, dad. Like you can't leave that to chance. You have to show the example to your children, right? You need to be the example to your, to your son. You need to be the example of what you, what, what to look for, for your daughter of the, of the man that your daughter should find one day. Like that's a good, it's a good mental exercise, man. Like, are you the person that you'd want your daughter to marry one day? What's your answer? You should know that. If you lack direction right now, if you don't know who you want to be or where you want to be or the ideal version of yourself, your daughter, your daughter, all your daughter sees right now in terms of the men in her life, it's you. You are that person. And we're seeing this in, 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 in the world right now, right? Fathers that are barely present, that are not there, leave a daughter wanting. Your daughter's going to want to seek that male attention from somewhere else, something else. And what ends up happening in those women's lives, right? Where do you think we get promiscuous women from? Where do we get, you know, broken families from? Women that just, you know, seek that male attention elsewhere on technology, right? They're easily swayed by smooth-talking men, right? Is that the kind of life you want for your daughter? Like, it comes back to you. You might not believe it. You might fight me for it. You might turn off this podcast and leave, but you can't deny it. You cannot deny it. 
You're, you're called to be a leader in your family. And so I ask you, what's, your, what's the direction you're taking right now? Are the habits you're currently building helping you become the person that you want to be? Like, are the, is the food that you're eating right now the type of, is it gonna able? Is it gonna help you build the body that you want you want to have? Is it gonna is it gonna prolong your life, so that you can maximize your impact and be around for your grandchildren even? And these are all important things. These are all important uh, conversations and questions to ask. And if it isn't, what are you gonna do about it? What have you tried? What have you done in the past? You've tried to do it yourself all this time. Where has that gotten you? I'm not using this as a sell for coaching. You don't have to. You don't have to have a coach. You can do all these things yourself. You can also go on YouTube and find these the, find the information that I'm talking about. I'm not the only person that does this the, the, this kind of personal development for fathers. You know, and if you are interested in a conversation, reach out. Invest. The saddest thing I know that I've seen from fathers is, like, even when it comes to like this this meetup, or even just, like having conversations with fathers. Man, I've had so many people ghost, so many fathers ghost me, so many fathers get to the point where we're talking about the investment, and they just flinch. And I'm by no means a high ticket coach. They just they peg themselves so low on the investment totem pole. Like providing for my family is more important. Providing luxuries and vacations and goodies and things for my children are more important than dad's personal development. You're the freaking leader of your family. Tell me something worth more than that. You set the direction for your family. You're not working on yourself and, and finding direction in your life for yourself. You're finding direction in your life for other people, for your children. And even beyond that, you get to set an example to your friends. I know so many dad, dads that have, you know, that are in this journey early on, earlier than their friends. And what they don't realize is that they're an example to their friends. Eventually, those friends may become fathers. And they get to see how it's done through you. So it's not a selfish, selfish decision whenever you choose to, def- to develop and to invest in yourself. That was one of the ways that I justified doing that early on in my career was that as a coach was that this is a long lasting, long lasting investment. This isn't just for me. It's not a selfish one. This investment into a program that only lasts, let's just say 12 weeks is, is something that I'm going to use for the rest of my life. That's how you understand investment, that it's going to have long-term effects and it's going to last and you're going to use it, right? Well, that's what they always say, right? If you're going to use something a lot, invest in, invest a lot of money, like a bed, right? A bed is something that you're going to use eight hours a day, right? You're going to, or some might say, well, I don't even get eight hours, but, you know, if you want good sleep, you'd invest. You'd invest in a good bed because that's going to that's gonna impact the results that you see in life, right? You don't sleep well, guess what? You're not going to work well. You're not going to have energy through the day, and so... Should you invest in a cheapo, you know, Walmart flat, you know, bed, like mattress that doesn't help you rest well at night? No. You invest that money 
and you spend more because its value has a return. The same for your development, man. Like you, you're going to direct your family. This is going to set the tone for your children's lives, for the direction you go in life, for others to see, for yourself, the trajectory of your life is going to be exponentially better having invested in yourself than not investing in yourself, right? Previous episodes, I talked about Kobe Bryant, right? Without Phil Jackson coaching him, compared to him by himself, if he were to not receive any coaching, who would be better in the long run? Kobe Bryant with the coach would be better in the long run because he's got the accountability, he's got the person pouring into him, supporting him to have him grow. And so, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing, right? I am repeating other episodes that I've talked about. Uh, having a direction in life is so critical. Like you're just wandering, you're just floating in the ocean, just, you're just paddling on one side of the boat and you're just going around in circles and circles. And the results... You can have, you just look, look at your results. Don't even take my word for it. Look at the results you're currently seeing in life. You know, what do they look like right now? So I want to give you a good example of direction. I, you know, my, my, my friend, Alex, he, you know, got into BJJ, uh, a little earlier than I did. Actually earlier than I did, not a little earlier. He did. He started earlier than I did, like almost a year ago. And, you know, he just got done his first, B, first BJJ competition. And like, he was devoted. He was devoted to the competition. He took months to, you know, prepare, eating healthy, working out a lot, attending sessions, learning more, honing his craft. He set the intention, he set the direction, and he started to move towards it. And it was amazing. He uh, one third in his in the gi competition, and then he won second in his no gi. He should have been first, actually. It was a weird kind of, uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm not going to go into that. But you know, he set the direction, he set the the intention, and he moved forward towards it. Everything in his being was working towards it. Everything he was doing, the food he was eating, the the sleep that he was having, the cold dips that he was doing, the cold plunges to heal the body, showing up for the sessions, showing up for the classes, signing up for private lessons with his coach. That was all to, to perform well at the tournament, to do his best at the tournament. And the results showed itself. You know, he wasn't there to compare himself with others. He was there to do his best and set the bar for his first Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament. And he did it. And so that's why I want to ask you, what is your direction? What are you working towards? I've told you what I'm working towards. I'm building a, fa a father's community. I want to continue to personally develop fathers through coaching, through value ads like the podcast, through the meetup, have fathers speak more openly and talk more openly. I want to support them through the WhatsApp group, right? Providing value through my social media accounts. That sets the tone. Why do I pick up a book? I want to get more value for my men. 
Why do I go to BJJ? I want to perform physically better for myself and for my, my children. I want to speak to my son whenever I tell him how to do BJJ from a position of having done it, walking the walk myself. Why do I go to church? I need to develop myself spiritually. I need to be in tune with my God, my creator, my leader. Right? Because the ideal person that I want to be is one that is wholeheartedly following the Lord and giving him the glory. I'm not manifesting any of this stuff. Sure, I'm taking action, but I'm not manifesting it. It's not me. God gives me the ability. He gave me the desires. He gave me the purpose. He gave me the passions. He gave me these strengths and these experiences that I underwent to be able to pour into my men. And so every part of my being is in service and in and in and all my actions are to build that ideal to one day do retreats for people for fathers and for their children building this business for them that is my being that is my direction and i'm working towards that and so i'm asking you what is your direction what are you called to do what are you called to serve what is your purpose here what are the passions that are uniquely given to you because those, those should be conversations. Those should be things that we utilize. They're not to be wasted. They're not to just be sitting second fiddle and, and untapped. They're to be used. And you'd want that for your children. Your children are important too. Their dreams are important. Their passions and their purposes are important too, right? You have to set that tone in your own life, dads. So hopefully this encourages you. It's kind of all I really want to speak about direction and intention and yeah, we're the captains, right? We need to lead and we need to invest in ourselves um, as the leaders, right? Your circle of friends. If you don't have a good circle, good network of friends who push you or are equally pushing themselves and don't take or make excuses or don't sit and, and wallow in the shit cards that they're dealt. No, that's my first swear word on the podcast. Well, you know, get used to it because <laughs> I'm going to try to speak more openly and honestly. Yeah, if you're dealt bad, bad hand, you know, you, could, you know, suffering is optional. Choosing to think that you have a losing hand is optional. Can you think can you think of your can you look at your losing hand and think with a winner's mentality? Because that's a lesson your child must learn too. Because things are going to happen. Not everything's gonna flow their way and go their way, and dad's not always going to be there. Your responsibility is to, while you're holding on to your son or your daughter's hand, is that you're slowly letting go of that grip to let them fly to let them go of their own strength and of their own ability and how you do that depends on how you lead them and what you show them through your life they're not going to get that anywhere else or you can leave that open to interpretation and they fig they try to figure it out but you need to be ready for the results of that 
because they're going to do things. They're going to meet people. They're going to, they're going to be, they're going to be shaky in their foundation and malleable. People are going to give them suggestions on how to do life and friends are going to take them and carry them to different places than because dad never showed me how to do it. Dad never, dad never led me properly, but you need to be ready for that. You need to be okay with that because there is going to come a time where it's going to be too late. And so right now, if you have young children, the best time to start is now, right? The next best time is to start is now. Could you have done it earlier? Absolutely. Could you have done it before you even had kids? Absolutely. But we're beyond that point now. Maybe you're about to be a father. Invest in yourself, man. Develop yourself. Grow yourself. That's how you create a legacy for your children. So that's all I want to talk about for today. 47-minute episode. Um, you know, I'm... Uh, you know, I've set a direction for my Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I want to uh, compete one day, and um, I don't know what times are for the competition, but, you know, I am, because I have that direction, I know what I need to do right now. Attend more classes, get my fundamentals right, understand how the game is played, understand what I can do, and work on my flexibility, get healthy, and build towards that ideal. Right. Without our direction, we can't break down the journey. We don't know how to get to where we're going. Then you're just going to be lost and you're going to be floundering. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's just, there, there's nothing. Your life is meaningless at that point. So set the intention, set the goal, set the direction that you want to go and move forward. And if you need support, I'm always here for you. I'm always here for you. And not everything I say or give or provide in terms of value and resources is requires you to pay me or something. It's going to look different for every single person, but at least you're moving forward in that journey, and I want to support you any way I can. And also, if you're looking to come out to the Father's Meetup, that's every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time. That's 7 p.m. Eastern time, and it's over Zoom. And so if you don't have the registration link for that, please shoot out a message to me. I'd love to connect you to that. Um, other than that, um, that's kind of everything I want to say. And so please have a good week, um, and just think about it for your own life. Do you have direction? And are you setting an intention? And are you leading by example? That's really all I got for you guys today. So, all right, take care. Bye. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community, um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Until next time, bye for now.